<laughs> I really looked directly at you as I, I like opened my eyes and said what could look directly at you. <laughs> the most intense conversation we've ever had. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to episode 32 of Yeah. What a what way, way to, to go. go. This is a podcast about unusual deaths near misses and bizarre stories. We are your hosts. I'm Claire Daly. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm Eleanor Gamer. I'm Sarah Austin. Sorry for the delay, pals. Sorry Apologies. for the delay. Unexpected. Um, life. Life happened. Yeah. We all had lives in between the podcast recordings that we do. That. I know you like to think that we don't have lives. And sometimes we feel like we don't have lives, but mm. we do. So apologies. Um, worth the wait. Hopefully. 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 <laughs> Arrogant, Sarah. We're worth the wait. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so. How's it going? <laughs> we got any banter to talk about? I feel like we accidentally did all our banter before we pressed record. That's mm. a shame. Whilst eating popcorn and drinking Prosecco. I'm out. We were See commenting them. on how delicious popcorn is and how underrated as a snack it is. That doesn't sound that banterous, does <laughs> no. it? God. Maybe not. I the bet. listeners aren't missing out on that. Everyone wishes they could hang out with us more. Yeah, for sure. Maybe it's because it's a Tuesday. I had a coffee at five. Risky move. Still really tired, <laughs> so didn't work. Caffeine stays in you, stays in your system for 12 hours, mate. You're still going to be riding the wave of that coffee high. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not I've, right now. I've not even breached the wave. Is that the right <laughs> term? Anyway, no, that's the end, isn't it? Anyway, I haven't even started on the wave, so unless I peak in a couple of hours, I think I'm probably fine. Hold tight, listeners. It could happen. You could yeah, hear it live. Yeah. I was suddenly going mad. Going completely bananas. Maybe. I quite like that. Quite funny to watch. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't normally happen to me on one coffee, but we'll see. We'll see. Who knows what was in it. Um, if you haven't yet voted for us in the podcast awards, it's too late because it's <laughs> closed. And by the time this comes out, we'll it, know we have one. We have one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this Saturday, we're recording on a Tuesday, and this comes out on a Monday, and the Saturday in between those two dates is the date of the finals. I think we probably um, would have known by now anyway, wouldn't we? To be fair, the popcorn bants is not deserving of no, um, we've not a, a listener's choice podcast award. Maybe next year. So absolutely astute observation there. Is yeah. that the right word? Is I don't know what's going on with me. How nice is popcorn? <laughs> Ooh. This is solid gold material. Absolutely gold. Mm. Um, should we just get on some stories Yeah, then? why don't you tell us... A horrible, horrible story about death. Okay. It's, I mean, actually, it's not it's not too horrible this week, considering my usual tone. But, pre-warning, I can't pronounce a lot of these words. Okay. So apologies if you're a big fan of animals mm. slash birds. Oh. Because that's what Unpronounceable is. birds. Mm. Yes. Go ahead. Here I go. <laughs> I'm going. Um... I'm going to tell you some stuff about cassaries. Okay. I don't know. I think that sounds right. Is that a bird or a man? A bird. Or a woman? A bird. <laughs> or a... Is it quite a big bird? I feel like I've seen it in a museum stuffed. It's a big bird. Oh, because it's got a W in there. Yeah. Cassowaries, it looks like. Yeah, so it looks like cassowaries. Cassowaries, yeah. Cassow- so it's cassowaries. Cassowaries. Cassowaries or cassowaries, one of the two, 
them. Oh, all of the uh, ornithologists are going to be screaming into their podcast. I know, we've got a lot headphones. in our listenership mm. as well. Um, anyway, those things are flightless birds that uh, they don't have a keel on their sternum bone, which Good means God. that there are ratites. <laughs> so many words. I don't know. Oh, we're just going to have to keep going. Where is this going? Just push through. Okay. They um, don't have a keel on their sternum bone. What and they is a keel? I don't know. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. You I just that. thought people might like the detail, but I didn't, I oh, didn't look okay. it up. Okay. Anyway, they are native to the tropical forests of New Guinea, Papua New Guinea and Indonesia, um, the Maluku Islands and northeastern Australia. Cassaries feed mainly on fruit, although all species are truly omnivorous and will take a range of other plant food, including shoots and grass seeds, in addition to fungi, invertebrates and small vertebrates. They are emu-like birds that can stand up to six and a half feet tall, so fucking large. They have an almost prehistoric appearance. I think something that I read today is they were first, well, discovered. They're from the Pliocene mm. uh, What's Sorry, what's the height on those bad boys? Did six, you say? six and a half feet tall. Woo! Large. Large. Basketball players. Tall boys. <laughs> They're bloody legs. tall boys. Um... <clears throat> Um, their bright blue faces are topped with horn-like ridge, with a horn-like ridge, and their bodies, which can weigh up to 130 pounds, are covered with dark feathers. Their two muscular legs each sport one dangerous claw Uh-oh. up to five inches long. In comes Sexy the death. birds. Six and a half foot, muscular legs. One big claw. Sexy girth. <laughs> no. Well, bit of both, actually. Um... Uh. Cassowaries, cassowaries are very wary of humans and if provoked they're capable of inflicting serious injuries to dogs and people. They are, no, no other animals. animals. No, <laughs> nothing else. It is, they are often called the world's most dangerous bird. Ooh. Along with ostriches, they are the only known birds to have definitely killed humans. Oh, Matt hates ostriches. I mean, they're, they're bad guys. I think they're all right. Don't mind them. I hurt you. <laughs> oh, they really hurt you. People Depends hurt me, you Sarah. Said, exactly. <laughs> Words Ostriches hurt me. and people hurt me. Um, these attacking guys, cassowaries, they charge and kick, sometimes jumping on top of the victim. Unlike emus, which reputedly can only kick backwards, I don't know if that's true. Cassowaries can kick in a forward and downward direction. Ooh, stabby. Stabby. Stabby legs. Stabby aff. Um, they may also peck, barge, or headbutt. The most common injury that they cause in humans are puncture wounds, lacerations, and bone fractures. Serious... Jeez. <laughs> Just don't get quite close to them. Yeah. Uh, you you say nice? that. Serious injuries resulting from cassowary attacks are most likely to occur if the person is crouching or is lying or has fallen on the ground. When confronted with a charging cassowary, it's clearly unwise to crouch or turn one's back on the bird. I mean... It's just all of these rules, you know, birds, bears. You just don't know what to do. I'll probably die if I'm ever confronted with one. Um, do they just come out of the wild then? Yeah, they're just bobbing around in certain places. So you're just walking along the road and one might come. Yes, but they are relatively wary of humans, so they only really kill people when... Self-defence type. Yeah, when incited to. When you say something mean to their face. Um, Fair enough. Speaking of which, oh, it's a good question. Uh, apparently, cassowaries do not attack indiscriminately. And of a study done in, two, in 1999, of 221 recorded attacks, 
it only showed that attacks are mostly due to association of humans with food. Um, so it could either be because someone's got food near them or is they, they can smell it, or it's a territorial reaction to the presence of humans in an area where they were feeding. Um, and they are often defensive if they have young around them, chicks or eggs. Um, but by far the greatest number of attacks involved soliciting food by the casserie in areas where humans have taken to feeding them. Some will act boldly and aggressively in expectation of being fed and will run up or chase people, sometimes kicking if no food is offered. So um, it's the guy that's that, pretty aggressive. Yeah. But the guy that did the study, Coffron, reported that such behaviour was not recorded in his study prior to 1985. So human feeding would thus appear to have modified their behaviour. And in fact, they are naturally very wary and highly unlikely to attack without provocation. But they also kick and peck at doors and windows, sometimes breaking panes of glass or screen <laughs> panels. <laughs> they are angry boys. Um in this, in these cases, they are presumably attacking a reflection which they perceive as another casserie. They will also kick or chase cars, again, because they appear to associate the human occupants with food. They dislike dogs and will attack them without provocation, presumably because feral dogs and dingoes often prey on casseries because they're native to Australia, well, northern Australia. Between June 96 and February 97, six casseries were killed by dogs in the Cairns area um, and 29 of those were apparently in self-defence. Most incidents involving dogs concern a dog approaching or pursuing a cassery and then when possible faces at least one of the do- dogs, kicks it, and the dog is either lacerated or Oof. bodily punctured by the cassery's foot. That's got to be, like, if these lads are six foot, six and a half foot, that's a bold dog to go after them. But it's probably because they're oh, in... a stupid one. Probably yeah, slash stupid. Yeah, Good in point. kind of more rural areas, it's probably like sheep dogs and things like that. So relatively big dogs yeah. in themselves, not like a chihuahua. I doubt they give a fuck about a chihuahua, to be honest. Chihuahua. There's known uh, predators, chihuahuas. Yeah, I mean they're pretty vicious as well, though, aren't they? Chihuahuas. Um, Just irritating. That too. Um, the most recent recorded human fatality occurred in April 1926 when a bird slit the throat of a 16-year-old boy, <gasps> oh, Philip McLean, in Australia, who had fallen while whilst running from it. No. Oh, God. McLean's death in 26 was not the result of an unprovoked attack, however. He had struck the bird with the intention of killing it and had then fled. Oh, and he also had a dog with him. So couple of things going on there that was though until april of this year 2019 um and private owner mr hayos hajos landowner or owner or cassio animal fell between two cassery pens on april 12th of this year and was attacked (laughs) through the fence by at least one of the birds um, Jeff Taylor, the deputy chief of Alucha County Fire Rescue, said that when the workers arrived, they found him grievously injured on the ground between the two pens. An angry bird stood in one of the pens watching them. Um, he's quoted as saying, a couple of people from my crew had to dodge the bird themselves. The bird was obviously agitated and trying to come at them through the fence, but they were quick enough to get themselves out of the way of the angry bird. Um, and then Bill... Grotyarn, again, not sure, um, he investigated the death for the medical examiner's office, said that Mr. Hayos had died from trauma inflicted by the bird and he called it a very unusual situation. He's quoted as saying, I've been doing this for 18 years and I've never had a thing like this. I've had 
them killed by alligators and snakes, but never by a bird like that. I think he means humans. I've had humans killed by alligators and snakes, but never a bird like that. I know ostriches and emus have their moments, but cassowaries are an extremely, extremely dangerous bird. You don't want to fall around with them. They have no sense of humour. I mean, I don't know what Notorious. birds have a sense of humour. Um, kookaburras? Are they funny? They, they laugh. Have fucking hilarious. They laugh all the time. Do they? Well, kookaburras laugh. Do they? I've got no idea. I love that you're like incredulous that we don't know that the kookaburras, kookaburras laugh. Like, no, like, that's is, the noise they make is laughing. Is it? What, how do they sound? Come on. Uh, <laughs> Daily, come on. Like a... Is that not like a chimp? Yeah, that did or feel a dolphin. Like a chimp. Kookaburras laugh. They got a great sense of humour. Laugh, kookaburra, laugh, kookaburra, laugh, kookaburra, laugh. Gay it's in the your song. Life must be. Yeah. Fair enough. You've, okay. you've proven it. You've proven your point. Stop <laughs> slagging off bird sense of humour. Parrots laugh, don't they? If they. Listen. If they hear laughter. Yeah, hear laughter. Parrots are pricks though, aren't they? They're no, often I don't know mean. Enough. Parrots. Are Do they? not. I don't know that many. I just thought they were a bit pricky. I thought they were alright. Prick-like. Are they not okay? I thought they were alright, no? I've never really met a parrot. I don't this think i This is a real I've bird met. bashing episode. Mm. Starting off well. Wait till you see what my story is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine involves a bird. Honestly. Does it? Yeah. Mine doesn't. I like that you just remembered that. <laughs> oh, birds! I know birds. It's not your story, though. Oh, I definitely would have figured that out by now. Oh, I, think so. oh, I think I've got this. Oh, cassowaries. It happened again. Cassowaries. <laughs> um, anyway, we digress. Mr. Grotjan said that he heard Mr. Aeos might have gone into the cassowary prens on the day he died to check on their eggs. So obviously they got annoyed that he was dicking around with their eggs. Fair um, enough, I guess. Yeah, I think so. The female I mean, cass- don't kill him. No, but well, they just did what they know. Yeah, exactly. They they're just birds. I don't know what they're up to. Um, the female cassowary, which is the larger of the two birds, saw he was messing with the eggs, and you know how that goes. He said it's like a bear protecting their young. But the reason, uh, I mean, I'm sure this story would have made the news anyway because it's interesting as fuck. But um, and that they are relatively rare occurrences. The reason this is such a popular story was because all of the animals that Mister Hayos owned all of the wild animals were then put up for auction as part of his will after he died so the auction which has already happened but i can't find out much detail about it um was billed as the dispersal of the animal estate of mr marvin mahaos scheduled to be 100 other exotic animals that were all kept on his estate in florida because there is a Law, laws allowing him to do that so colourful macaws fuck leith lemurs and cackling kookaburras ah, yeah. there you go laughing were for sale at the event of the century imagine having an animal estate crazy but mine's you, just cats 15 yeah. 15 cats 15 to 20 cats 75 cats okay. um, but he obviously had a kink for the exotic stuff um, but it is undoubtedly that the one that would get the most attention is the giant bird that killed him because it was not put down because he was just doing what he would be normally doing. doing. Yeah, I guess so. Protecting that's his eggs. Yeah, that's good. Protecting his young. And Sarah's now the proud owner of six <laughs> cassowary. Here he is. <laughs> Dave. The winning bidder of that auction. The cassowary. £75. Um, but anyway, the moral of that story is don't fuck. Don't fuck. Don't fuck. Don't, don't fuck, fuck with cassowary birds. Or however you say it. 
or learn to pronounce their word. We can we can re-edit it and just like have you saying cassowary. <laughs> ADR on top. I'd like to see a picture of them. All right, please. Mm. I'll show you one one day. Actually, I would have enjoyed that story more if I'd seen some visuals. Just really need some visuals, yeah. actually. A PowerPoint presentation. Just bear that in mind next time. The thing about this story is I've got um, bookmarks that I just keep on the go just for, you know, whenever it strikes me. And I had the original article about that saved. Else, I'm doing it right now. Oh, there's nothing here. Sorry, anticlimax. Disappointing. Oh, there you go. Big blue face. Loads of feathers. Um, I had that story saved. Ooh, they're quite um, grand, aren't they? They're a bit like very large or, uh, peacocks. peacocks. But peacocks not are as... quite scary as well. I saw a peacock at the weekend and he kind of did a little jog and I, I, I ran the other way. Oh, I quite like peacocks, but they're too much actually. Yeah. Like, chill out. Bit mate. too grand. Yeah. Peacocking everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the females are like just getting on with it, aren't they? Yeah. And then... Well, females. Yeah. And then the big guys are just like hmm. look at this shit showy offy um he looks all right he doesn't look as scary as i thought he doesn't look as tall as i, I thought think he'd he's be. quite small let's have a little butchers yeah i think i have only i've just seen him stuffed in the natural history museum lovely you don't forget a word like cassowary no clearly <laughs> if not. that is how you say it clearly not um but i had that saved from like maybe four months ago because i thought oh it's a bird that kills people that's quite interesting and then that happened in april mm. and it's just fate fate for this podcast mm. is the answer to that have we done one since before that happened no because it's been a month Ooh, yeah live. it was one of the last things that i saved actually you're right Els. you're right i should start doing that because otherwise then i wouldn't be scrabbling around so much i've got a long bookmark list bookmarks mm-hmm. are my new favorite thing they're about 20 years old but yeah. my favourite thing have you guys heard of this thing called a browser an internet mm. browser and it no. lets you not at all I don't know look at stuff tell me more nice one since doing this podcast have you found yourself being recognised yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the time, all the time. The um, thinking like oh I'm going to die in, in a very unusual way no I thought that anyway <laughs> you thought that anyway yeah. else um, have you felt any uh no i don't think so i when i first got into my favorite murder mm-hmm. i binge listened to all of it up oh, until that point and i got into it just that. ever yeah and i thought i was gonna get murdered all the time yeah. <laughs> just all the time just every single hour of the day I isn't that. that just being a woman Yay. Yeah. 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 god <laughs> yeah. um i tell you why i ask and this has occurred to me time and time and time again basically since we've been doing this podcast i'm fairly certain this is how i'm gonna die and it would be like a ridiculous way to die can you imagine if it was oh my god prescient um i think so (laughs) i've got uh quite curly hair yeah (laughs) yes bear with me she does and one of the ways to maintain curly hair on a sort of you know hourly basis is to flip your head upside down and scrunch your hair from underneath. Yeah. So I do a lot of like quite dramatic head flips to turn my head upside down and scrunch my hair from underneath. And the number of times I do this in front of a bathroom mirror, and what's usually underneath the bathroom mirror? A, a sink. A big solid sink. Oh. <laughs> hairdryer. I was just thinking about my old office and it was the mirror was on the side and it and you had hair dryers at your office. 
Not a hairdryer, hand dryer. Oh, <laughs> I ruined it. You know what I meant. Didn't you? No. No, I genuinely thought <laughs> you meant a hair dryer. Well, you can use something. Is that like when you worked Dyson. at hairdressers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Dyson hair dryers are terrifying. Hand dryers are terrifying hair dryers too, aren't they? I'm really showing my... Anyway, my point is... <laughs> so often, I do a massive head flip. Like, I'm imagine like a big head bang at a metal show yeah yeah concert. sounds yeah, like yeah, you yeah. um and usual saturday night for me <laughs> i mean literally inches away from just cracking my head on a big porcelain sink i mean if you haven't learnt now and you're what 33 34 yeah i think you deserve it's it a, no exactly this is my fucking point i keep doing it and like i don't i don't i haven't knock on wood i haven't actually hit my head today but the number of times i'll like do it in front of the sink at work and then I'd be like, oh, my hair's wet. And it's because I've basically dipped my hair into the sink without even realising how close my fucking head came to the porcelain or whatever. So, you know, and then I just thought, this is this is the way I'm going to go. And I fucking deserve it for, me, for A, doing that constantly and B, making this podcast. Being so extravagant with your hair. So elaborate. Yeah, you need to calm it down. Um, I hope that's not what happens. I know, but... But how weird if you predicted it? Yeah. Or if it does happen, let's hope it happens like in about 60 years' time or whatever. Do you think if it happened next week, we would still do the next episode of the podcast? Yeah, Yeah, I I would hope so. I think we'd have to close it. We'd have to close it off. They'll be playing this on um, Channel 4 News. This, this, so premonition. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yeah. And they'll be like, shit, we should have gone to her earlier. You should have put other stuff. something on your head so it didn't crack open. Just like one of those big soft um, hats like um, mm. Pe- Pe- Peter Check, the goalkeeper. Oh, daily. So <laughs> are you talking to? I mean, Elvis doesn't like football anymore because it's not the World Cup. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. Is that anything to do with your story? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. Cool. But I just remembered that I wanted to say that to you Some because fans. it happened again today and I was like, I'm going to fucking knock myself out. This is how I out. go. Yeah, this, this is how I meet my maker. I, go. I can't think of any dangerous behaviour that I ga- engage in on a regular basis. Mm. Particularly. Well, that's good. Don't start. Yeah. Don't. Well, there might be that I'm just not even really aware of. I mean... My only thing is my... What are they called? Noise cancelling headphones, and I keep walking into the road. Oh fuck! Do you really? Well, I did it twice today, but I mean, <laughs> please, please stop. Yeah, <laughs> please that's... be aware. The cars—it's their fault, not mine. <laughs> one of them the was on a pedestrian. So one of them was on a pedestrian crossing. Oh, that's not good. No, you're telling me. I nearly died. Anyway, Daily, why don't you tell us a lovely story about death? Okay, I will. So I'm going to take you too, and there are some words in this that I might not be able to pronounce. Um, Welcome to my world. I am going to take you to October 2017 to the Malaysian city of Sula Sanglang. Sorry. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Sula Sanglang. S- yeah, Sula Sanglang. And I'm going to take you to an event that was happening that was being performed by a Taoist. So, you know, Tao. T-A-O. Yeah. So... Taoism is a religious or philosophical tradition of Chinese origin which emphasises living in harmony with the Tao, which is the way. And this was a Taoist ritual performed by 68-year-old Taoist medium called Lim Ba, 
also known as Black Dog. And this was part of the Nine Emperor Gods Festival. Oh. Which sounds fucking hardcore and cool, doesn't it? So the Nine Emperor Gods Festival is a nine-day Taoist celebration beginning on the eve of the ninth lunar month of the Chinese calendar. Um, celebrated primarily in Southeast Asian countries such as Malaysia, Thailand and Indonesia by the Peranakans. So the nine emperor gods are just lots of... Just imagine nine emperor gods. I'm not going to um, I've got them in my head. list them. You know, it's, there's, them. A, there's a very good Wikipedia site. So, <laughs> nine emperor gods festival. I'm there. Malaysian yeah. city. Man called Limbar. 68-year-old Taoist medium called Limbar, also known as Black Dog. And as part of these celebrations, he is going to do what he's been doing regularly for 10 years, which is a steaming ritual. Oh, no. That sounds fatally familiar to the... To the... Yeah. I mean, it's along the same lines. So if you remember the Arizona Sweat Lodges... Sweat Lodges, that was it. To reach enlightenment... Um, Lim, Mr. Lim Barr um, has been performing human steaming for more than 10 years. And what is involved in human steaming, I hear you ask, as part of this festival, Yeah, is, imagine, a very big... Iron. Wok. <laughs> I really looked directly at you as I, I like opened my eyes and said wok and looked wok. directly at you. It's the most intense conversation we've ever had. <laughs> I can imagine it. <laughs> a very big walk. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the walk. That Mr. Lim climbs, in, climbs onto over a roaring fire. That Madness. Black Dog climbs onto. And then a giant kind of upturned cylinder, a bit like a, imagine like a big steel bin, is upturned and put no, over him. No, that sounds like a really, yeah. really bad idea. It, yeah. That's so stupid. So... This is all part of the spectacle of the festival. Um, and he's done it before. He's been doing it for 10 years. In previous uh, times that he's done it, he's been in this steam chamber for like 75 minutes and been fine. So, it's, I mean, th- there's a video of this online. I wouldn't recommend watching it. And the fucking Daily Mail just had an autoplay video of it, of oh the actual this God. actual incident. And I was like, no thanks. Of course they did. But if you imagine... A big like a bonfire, and then a wok sitting over on top of it. Man sits on the wok, and a big bin kind of goes over the top of him. Ooh. In previous times, iterations of him doing this, he's also included like um, vegetables and like buns and stuff to prove that they cook. He didn't do it in this particular incident, but like in previous times, that's what he included. Um, so anyway, in this instance, there's a big crowd around him. The lid goes over. After about thirty minutes, there's frantic knocking from inside. Oh no! And like, you, like it, usually at the end of the ceremony, he will always knock for the, you know for the lid to be taken off. But apparently, it was irregular. It wasn't like the normal times when he would um, when he would kind of notify the people that he was with that he was ready to leave. Are people just watching him for the seventy five minutes normally? Then yeah, I guess so. Maybe they come and go. Yeah, you couldn't stay for a yeah. seventy five minutes. I'm sure I had a phone with you. Yeah, yeah. Just check an Instagram. Yeah, or a book, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, about 30 minutes in, they could hear irregular knocks coming from inside the human steam pot. Onlookers removed the cover to find him unconscious. 
He began convulsing as people made their best efforts to move him away from the scalding heat, and he was later pronounced dead at the scene. Lim's youngest son, Kang Huai, said his father began performing the steaming act around before they heard knocking noises coming from inside the steam cover. The sounds were different to the ones his father usually made when it was time to remove the cover. They seemed irregular, he said, adding that his father was on medication for hypertension. I mean, if you're doing lots of steaming, probably not great for your blood pressure anyway. So in in relation to the fact that it's like seen as this Taoist celebration, um, a local paper, The Star, uh, contacted the president of the Federation of Taoist Associations, Associations of Malaysia, Tan Ho Chou, said that such steaming rituals were not really part of mainstream Taoist rites. They were more of a fa shu or magic performance. So this wasn't necessarily something that's really kind of ingrained in the philosophy of Taoism. It was probably a little bit more of a performance, a little bit more of a um, crowd pleaser. Um, Tan said, this steaming man ritual is rarely performed and I dare not comment on what preparations are needed before you perform this. Such feats are done to attract believers and show the performers physical endurance, but in general, doing such physical endurance stunts is not advisable. So that's about it. He was essentially cooked... Jesus Christ. In front of a crowd. So he knocked, but was already on his way out. Yeah, I think by the time he was knocking, it was it would have too been late. too late. I can only imagine the temperatures that it gets up to in there because mm. you can't really sustain, as a human body, you can't really sustain much higher than like, what, 47 degrees or something for that long. But like if, I mean, I, I won't post a picture on Instagram, but no. it's literally a wok on top of a fire. I just... I know that obviously it's nuanced, but I just wonder how, A, you start to do it, B, you go the distance, i.e. 75 minutes, and C, how your body copes with it all of the times that you do it, apart from the last time that you do it. It just seems kind of beyond the realm of Yeah, human reality. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And maybe that's why it's this called this kind of magic show more than anything else. It's this... You know, feat of superhuman well, survival is, and endeavor it? to kind of make a point about the power of mind over matter or mysticism or philosophy or whatever. But uh, yeah, it just um, clearly did not work this time. I'm not trying to at all slash ever diminish anyone's anything. I just, if I were in that crowd, I wouldn't find that that interesting. Hmm. Do you see what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I understand the kind of mind of a matter, the quest for enlightenment and things like that, but I just wouldn't find that particularly interesting because I would just spend the whole time worrying about mm. the person inside mm. there. I was trying to think, has David Blaine done anything that would be, like, actually well, he, as dangerous as that? He did the... He did the boxing. The Perspex box over the Thames. But, like... boring. It's so yeah, fucking it's boring. boring. Or the, the worst thing that's going to happen is he's going to need to do a shit in there. Well, he did. Well, he must have. Did you go and see it? Did anyone go and see it? I walked past it. I I think it was before. When was it? It was quite a long time ago. 10? 11? Earlier than that, I reckon. I reckon it's when I was still in school. Really? Yeah. I'm going to Google it because I can do that. I was not in London, so no, I didn't see it. I said no, I didn't see it. So you just had to imagine David Blaine dangling above the Thames in a Perspex box for how long? But, you know, even then it's like that is no way near the kind of risk associated. Yeah, that is a... uh, Dangerous line to walk. Yeah. Oh, do you want to know when it was? Uh, was it a really long time ago? Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I reckon it was in two thousand and two. Two thousand three. 
No yes. way! Very good, Daily. I'm very Shit. impressed. Really long time ago. I was 14. Christ. So I wasn't in London. That's fine. We didn't hold it against you. No. Um, when I was younger, I had a book called The Tao of Pooh, <laughs> as in P-O-O, oh. Winnie the Pooh, oh. and The Tea of Piglet. And I used to think that I was really cool and I never read it. <laughs> so you can't give us any insight. No, I have no idea what happened in it. <laughs> I also famously had some books on Bud- Buddhism and uh, obviously the key to Buddhism is uh, not being materialistic. Yeah. And uh, fuck that, didn't I? Very materialistic. Got a book on Buddhism and just like left it out in a very prominent place so all of the guests yeah. at your house could see that you're really yeah. into I mean, Buddhism. I was 16. It was less about showing and more about wanting to find myself, but... Still there, unread, so didn't find myself. No, I bought a book on Buddhism after doing a bit of travelling in Southeast Asia. Oh of my course, God. of course, of course. <laughs> Not read it. Sorry, guys, cut For- that. <laughs> formulated your early life. No, don't cut it. Keep We're it not cutting it, it. It's staying in, mate. I just wanted to learn a bit more about it, but it was I quite it- a boring book. Look, if I was were- going to be religious... <laughs> Ouch. If I was going to be religious, I'd be a Buddhist or a Scientologist, but they got a bad rap at the moment, you know. Yeah, they Of course you'd be a fucking Scientologist, actually. I was about to be incredulous, and then I was like, no, it's very logical that you'd be a Scientologist. My ex-boyfriend, one of my ex-boyfriends was actively reading and researching and doing stuff with Scientology, and I read some of the books... And they are literally fucking nonsense. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, none of it makes any sense. Just go round and round in circles. It's very much like double speak, for want of a yeah. better description. And I remember reading it, sitting there being like, are you a fucking idiot? Like, this is stupid. This is absolute nonsense. And he obviously didn't take it up. But I remember reading it at the time and being like, I'm going to invent a religion. This is ridiculous. <laughs> That's why I quite like it, because it's just, you know. Our because it's what you would have created had you will, been will, will, in the create. 60s or Yeah, I mean, fair play to him. He's a mentor, but he's, he's the only got, known he's got living... A lot of followers. Only known living person to invent a religion. Mm. You've got to be said... Something's got to be said for that. I They're going to be on to us now. They're going to be tapping the fucking podcast. They, yeah. they kill people in bathtubs. This is the thing. Chris, why just bathtubs? They like drowning people, I've heard. Right. Brutal. I used to have an irrational hate of wax. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just don't like their sides. We used to have one when I was quite small, and I have a very specific memory of having a cupboard above the fridge. So I used to have to like stand on a uh, chair to get up there. And I remember cocoa pops being up there, but I don't think cocoa pops were something that we were allowed on a regular basis. So maybe mm. it was the holidays, going up to get some cocoa pops. But the wok was kept <gasps> in there as well. They're unwieldy, famously. Wok fell out and hit me on the oh head, no! and I really hated woks for a really long time. Oh. I blame the wok. What was just doing what the wok needed to do? But <laughs> stopping you from eating the wok. cocoa pops. Yeah, exactly. Clearly. Yeah. Maybe you were sneaking it, and it's all in, yeah. all like wrapped up in guilt as well. Yeah. Oh, Possibly, we I don't. Dive yeah. On this. yeah, let's really go into it. What's Is that why you really there? hate stir fries? I d- don't <laughs> love stir fries actually. Maybe that's partly why, and also because my mum used to cook stir fry that was like in my sister used to call it a stir boil because it was in a lot of water. <laughs> I think a lot of frozen veg went into it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and then it's all sweating out into the wok. Delicious. Oh, you've had a bad wok experience yeah. right there. And at uni, we used to buy like knockoff stir fry veg to make stir fries, which was obviously about to go off, and I have a very specific memory of eating like 
very old vegetables in a, in a like stir a, fry. A bit fizzy. A bit fizzy, yeah. Oh, really nearly gross. kimchi. Really great. Basically, oh, that's like kimchi. Kimchi's delicious, so I just caught it at that point. Just where wait, it's, yeah, you just, just need to wait a few more days. Yeah, should have done. But you know when, yeah. like, even now I feel, like, a bit negative towards woks. <laughs> you need to get over it. I do need to get over it. You need to have it. a little bit of a, a love a love connection with you and a wok. Because actually... Have you got one? Do you own one? No. You won't have one in our house. Don't be ridiculous. Get that out of my house. Matt wants to bring one home and you won't allow it in the house. No, get it away. And I don't like stir fry enough, but I do really like a pad thai. Oh, And that's just something you need to know about me. Yeah. Don't we all, Els? Um, Um, Any pad thai sponsors listening? (laughs) Els loves a pad thai. I love a pad thai. Episode title, An Irrational Fear of Woks? Yeah. I'm into it. We're keeping it in. Fine. Fine by me. Els Bells. Eleanor Gamer. Why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Who might you have to do story? more? And here we have. Come on. Eleanor Patricia Gamer. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> on the theme of tonight. Birds. Birds, birds. Well, yeah, but actually. I Walk. Southeast Asia. Uh, no, no. Um, I can't really pronounce the name of the person. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fine. This is an intentional theme. Oh, the theme of tonight is ignorant white women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> this is every theme podcast. Of every week. <laughs> every fucking episode. <laughs> okay. It's Sicily. Molto bene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oui? Oui. <laughs> uh, it is 456... BC. Ooh. Christ ain't even born yet. Throwing it right back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sexy. Like 456. That's so specific. I kind of thought things were a little bit vague. Anyway. Sorry, well, no, 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 no. Circa. Circa. Absolutely circa. Um, city of... In the city of Gela. Gela? Sicily, isn't it? Yeah. Italian. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, the ancient Greek trage- tragedian... Tragedian. Fuck, how do I even pronounce that? <laughs> Trogian? Tragedian. He wrote, he wrote tragedies. He wrote tragedies. He wrote tragedies. Oh, tragedian. He wrote I sins, know. not tragedies. Yeah. <gasps> I do love Panic at the Disco still. You'd like that one. One for squares. Are you my squares in the corner? <laughs> Aeschylus. <laughs> Are we just going to listen to you <laughs> pronounce words looking at us incredulously? I'm here for it, but... How are we spelling it? Oh, I don't know. A E S C H Y L U S. Yeah, sure. Whatever you said. Yeah, Aishless. sure. Aishless. Uh He's outside. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, good. Possibly enjoying a beautiful day. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> good for him. I assume it was nice weather. He was outside. So why not? Uh, so... It's Sicily, it's sunny there, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Lemon trees, probably. Um, Shelbyville. Aeschylus. He was born in Attica around 525 BC. Mm. Circa. And it's circa. If we're being pedantic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, To a a wealthy and prominent family. He spent... The dream. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get yourself one of those if you can. <laughs> he spent some of his youth working on a vineyard. Oh. But then one day he had a dream that he was visited by good old Dionysus. Oh. Anyone know who he is? 
He's a he's a Greek god. Yeah, of of beer. Almost wine. Yes. Oh, okay. uh, well, I was going to say wine, but I thought that was too obvious from a vineyard. No. Carry yeah. Carry on. No. Grape harvesting and winemaking. Beautiful. Love it. What a, what a la- ledge. Literally a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Weirdly, given his love for wine, he told Aeschylus in in the dream that he should turn his attention to the art of tragedy. So he was like, get off the vineyard. Vineyards are not for you. No, write about pain. (laughs) That's quite a left field thing for someone who likes wine to say to somebody. Would you think? Yeah, he likes wine. He was like, no, nope. write me some tragedies. This is not for you. Wine for Your you. wine's going to be shit. Yeah. I'm go. preparing you for the better the outcome. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as Aetius, 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 just as soon like, as that guy woke just up. Pick, pick a way of saying it, I would say, because we don't know. No, we definitely don't know else. As soon as Aetius woke up from Beautiful. that dream, uh, he began writing his first tragedy. Just like that. Straight away. And thus the father of tragedy was born. Oh. Aeschylus. Aeschylus. Yeah. Um, so he was writing at a time when theatre was beginning to evolve. I've oh no. I thought I'd accidentally used a Euro key, but it was just a crumb. <laughs> just a bit of hummus, probably. Um <laughs> He notoriously... That might be the intro, actually. (laughs) Just saying. He notoriously added a second actor to a place. Before that, it was just one actor and a chorus, and just that main actor would just talk to the chorus. Sounds fucking boring, mate. Shit, yeah. Sounds pretty dull. Whereas Aeschylus was like, I just pop another one in, and then you can just have a chat with each other. Mm. So he added depth to the play. Mm. He's... Also credited with introducing skin, skin, skinographia. Do you know what it is? No. Set design. Oh, I thought it was going to be something a bit more racy than that. No. Skin, skinographic. Skin on skin. <laughs> he was like, paint that rock behind yeah. you. Don't stand in front of that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make it look like it's a rock. Exactly. You're going to imagine you're in front of that rock. Exactly. So he wrote more than 90 plays and um, I think at the time there was a lot of festivals of drama mm. in Athens and he won with half of his plays, 45 of his plays. Fucking won. hell. Was he the only one doing anything? Well, he was the first one to like innovate, right? If right, most of the yeah, other yeah. ones are just one dude in a chorus and he's yeah. like, guys, check this out. I've done some painting and two there's people. two people in it. Yeah. You would clear Bloody up. mind-blowing, that is. Not a big stretch, is it? Just like, yeah. oh, I just pop... Maybe if I put one more person in here. You know, like life, when I have a conversation with more than one person. I should do that, but on the <laughs> yeah. stage. And then it took 2,000 more years to get women into plays. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, you know. So you, don't want to get, you don't want to do too much innovation at once. Exactly. You need to progress baby steps, isn't it? Things need to evolve at their own pace, yeah? Mm. Um, so, Greek tragedy was... <laughs> I don't want a big swallow on camera. Um, (laughs) Greek tragedy was typically performed at important religious festivals, such as Dionysia. So from what I could, like, read, which wasn't a lot because I was doing this at 8 o'clock this morning before I had to leave for work. Early bird catches the worm. Exactly. Um, They used to have, like, festivals to the god of wine and just 
like do a load of plays and drink a load of wine. I feel like the ancient Greeks had it had it on right but they on, didn't yeah. have like uh, irrigation the they didn't have the internet and they didn't have um Flushing like telly or anything yeah they had like a lot like fine a lot a lot of shit as well no but i'm thinking like that's you know if no they one need something if to no do one could entertain themselves you t- you're gonna have a lot more festivals you're all gonna get together there's gonna be like big gatherings where people just sort of like put on some plays because what else have you got yeah this is why shit. I think that like, and this is probably a bit of a tangent, but I think that like sex orgies were a big deal back then. Oh yeah, then. they were very bored. there was nothing bored. else to do. Yeah. Just load of fucking sex. That's yeah. all they did. I don't think I want to do a big orgy, but I would we're go to offering. a big, a big, <laughs> no, I'm just saying I would go to a big wine fueled like, oh, yeah. let's go and watch some plays. Loads of plays shit. and wine. That'd yeah. fucking wicked. Maybe we should just burn the internet. Can we do that? We can't do that, unfortunately. No, I think can't it's Tim Berners-Lee. We need to talk to her about too that. Too much. Tell you what, year I was born, bloody internet born as well. Bloody You're the catalyst for it, my friend. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. So anyway, I can't even remember why I got onto that, but... Um, You're telling a story about an unusual way to die. Yeah. <laughs> Where are We're we? doing a podcast. Okay. Um, so typically... And my idea to Dragon's Den is a, a wine and theatre festival. I'd my idea is burn the internet. <laughs> Can you do that, uh, Deborah? Deborah. Francis White. No. <laughs> Deborah, what is her name? Meaden. Yeah. Can you do that, Deborah Meaden? Rhetorical question. Um, She's not listening. No, probably not. We're fine. We'd be fucking raking it in if she was. She'd be investing in this. Would we? Would, Would we? she? Absolutely not. Anyway, <laughs> um, so at these lovely wine festivals, uh, typically it was um, Greek tragedy that was normally performed, just to bring that mood right down, mm. I think. Um I don't think a lot of bad shit happened, so it was just average for them. Do you know what I mean? Like bad things happen all the time, so tragedies are yeah of the par. Yeah, just what they do. I've put my points the wrong way round. That's exciting, here, isn't it? Actually, let's see how she's going to deal with this. <laughs> okay, what happens next? Listen so up. they would um, play three three playwrights often wrote three tragic plays, um, and then they would compete for a prize. So you know what I said about Aeschylus winning 45 festivals it was then because they were competing for a prize Mm. okay at the wine festival Mm. so i've just i've set the scene yeah and then what you've done is you've you've, um given the backstory you've buried the lead yeah no you haven't you've done the opposite of that you put the lead too high up yeah (laughs) intentionally um, Let's see what he did there, else. However, he didn't win a prize at the Dionysia until he was in his early forties. Oh my God, slow! Yeah, they die when they're forty-five. Yeah, like, I know, crack exactly. on, mate. And he started at twenty-six, so you <laughs> get a move on. Hell, mate. Anyway, back to that fateful day in, in Sicily. Oh, oh he's yeah, outside. I forgot, yeah, I forgot that he died somehow. Someone dies somewhere. We're just, we're just learning. So he was in Sicily because he thought that he'd spent his last. Um, years of his life in Sicily Mm. Uh, and the reason that he went from Greece to Sicily is because in the Eumenides uh, which were the last of his three plays he openly expressed his aristocratic tendencies uh, and his aristocratic roots we've all been there and the majority of Athenians they didn't like that so there was quite a hostile reaction and rather than face the music, he fucked off to Italy, to Sicily. To 
Am I right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, ladies. Am I right? Um, so, hang on. So he was revealing his the fact that he was actually like landed gentry type thing, and he was from well money. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Fuck you." Yeah, 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 yeah. So he did one. Yeah, so he went okay. to Sicily. Yeah, good. Makes sense. Um, the reason that he he was staying outside. He wasn't inside. Yes. I think this might be core to the story, the fact that he's outside. Uh, is because he he went told by a prophecy that he would be killed by an object falling on his head. So for some reason he thought it was more likely inside than outside. Rather than daily hitting a head on the sink, yeah. he should be hit by a sink. Mm. Exactly. Falling out of an aeroplane. Falling out of the sky, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not in 456 BC though. No way. No. That's a very good point. Slash six. Unless they existed and then they didn't exist anymore and no one wrote that down and then like X amount of years later we were all like, fuck, we've invented an aeroplane. Yeah, and the ancient Greeks were like, like did it, guys, we did it ages did ago. Ages ago. Yeah. The Wright brothers. Might yeah. have happened. Like Homer's uh, chair with the extra leg on mm. it for when he leans back. And Enjoyable. Actually... Einstein. Einstein. We just Edison. do the Simpsons things and Elsa doesn't like it. <laughs> I do not like it. It just goes over my head because I That's don't understand it. the second one because I said it. Shelbyville earlier and yeah. I got a little laugh out of you. We need to stop. We no. Need to stop. Never. Anyway. I don't know. Sorry. I don't know if it's happening. So <laughs> the derailing The derailing of this story has been Sorry, second Elsa. to none. Sorry, Elsa. No, it's fine. We've I... had a bottle of Prosecco now, so it's really... It deserves derailing. In. I did half of it at 8am and half it on the train here. So, <laughs> um, so Aeschylus... He's outside. He's in Sicily. He's outside. Up above in the sky, an eagle flies <gasps> overhead. Birds. Ominous. Birds. Birds. In the mouth of the bird was a tortoise. <gasps> what? What? Eaten. The bird was eating the tortoise? Yeah. Even the hard shell? Well, listen to this. Oh, you oh, crack the code to the story. Oh, because they need to drop the tortoise to smash it open. They drop the. They drop. You d- got it. Sorry, I've, I've, I've dumped the gun. <laughs> they drop the tortoise on a hard shell, as you said, typically, typically a rock. Break its shell, eat the meat. Oh, that's awful. That poor tortoise. Poor tortoise. Also, poor Aeschylus. Oh. He's outside. He's sitting down, probably. Might be standing up. He's got a bald head. <gasps> No cushioning. The eagle thinks. It's a fucking rock. What a lovely rock. I'll what just, a shiny rock. I'll just drop my tortoise tortoise, on that bald head, crack it open. That looks like yum, 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 anything yum. ideal. Perfect. What, what a perfectly round rock for this tortoise. So the eagle, straight out of his mouth. Yeah. It's not a rock. It's his head. Aceless his head. So the tortoise drops down onto Aeschylus's head. Oh no, I don't like where this is going. Well, he dies. <laughs> I could have seen it coming, I'll be honest with you. I thought that might happen. Yeah, he dies. Just, it's just dead straight yeah, away. I was, I, was, I, I, was, I was envisaging some kind of scenario where the eagle then comes down and starts tearing him apart. Possibly. Uh, I don't know, actually. But basically he died. He wasn't taken to hospital because I don't. Hospitals I don't didn't think exist. they existed. And I think the official cause of dead, dead, death was um, like a brain injury. Makes sense, but from the tortoise on the head. Fun fact: only recorded deaths by tortoise. 
Really? Apparently surprising. So. That's Apparently amazing. So. Apparently so. I enjoy that a Just lot. Just saw that on one thing when I was coming in. There, so I'm taking it. Taking it. But how else are you dying by tortoise? Poisoned by one if you eat it? Nah. Are they poisonous to eat? No. What about tortoise what if it's soup? Like gone rancid. Soup? What like stir fry? Yeah, <laughs> I'm still alive. Stir fried tortoise. No, I think tortoise I tortoises are fine for consumption. I've tried it. Don't drop one on your head from a height. Yeah, that's the that's the recommendation. Weird that it's never happened again, though. Maybe people just don't stand where eagles. Fly. Maybe it was a big deal in the eagle community, and they learnt from their mistakes. Mm. Yeah, and then they like blogged about it. That's why we know about it now. <laughs> they invented the internet after all. So. <laughs> Eagle bloggers. So that's Aeschylus and the turtle. Tur- tortoise. I called it a turtle, and then when I was reading again, I realised it's actually a tortoise, and mm. they are not Different the same things. thing. One goes in the sea. It's like alligators and crocodiles. Different guys, yeah. but look relatively similar. Yeah. But like, they what, do but basically thing, do they? Or is one mm. one land and one sea? No, yeah. they're, they're, both, they're both go in the water. Alligators and crocodiles. One's been around a long time. One's prehistoric. Crocodiles. But I think they both have. Anyway, what a tragic end. Exactly. For the tragedian. Yeah, exactly. Although, was he brought down by his own character flaw? Don't know. What, being being bald? bald? (laughs) Well, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because like a tragedy is like... Oh, yeah, so no. Yeah. Whereas... He just happened to be outside. But, you know, was he too trusting of the prophecy? So, so was it yes, his naivety? So paranoid something was going to fall on his head in a house. He stood under an eagle with a tortoise in his mouth. Yeah. So possibly perfect fit. Don't know. Who would have written this down? <laughs> I mean, you tonight for this. Me, I get it. Yeah. But no, but like originally, <laughs> who did this? Who reported on this? Uh, his mate, the doctor, paramedic, I don't know. Just funny, isn't it? The Stories get passed, passed down and down and down. This time, in this era, would they have just popped it into some stone? It's a long story. Do they have, do they have pens? Quick, the, the, no, easiest it's way, the easiest chisel. way is just blabbing, isn't it? Uh, just chatting. Chat. Yeah. Chatting shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's Chinese whispers across the centuries. Yeah. Could have been a cassowary, not an eagle. Could have been. Could have been a... Pecking at a head because I think it's an egg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could have been a turtle, not a tortoise. Mmm, mmm, mmm. So much to think makes on. Makes you think. <laughs> really makes you think. Mm. Good story, Els. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Els. That. So now is the time when we enter the second section of our podcast, which is normally to move away from all of the miserable death. And it still is this week, but you know the turtle, turtle head story from so far fifteen hundred years long ago. ago. No, hang on, twenty five hundred years ago. What year is this? What year is this? Who's the president? Um, yeah, Actually, don't I don't know. That. Don't it was that, a long yeah. time ago. Don't worry about it. Anyway, the point is, we now talk about our girl crushes because we like to end on a high note. Um, talking about the women who are. Inspiring us this week, who we just think are funny, who we like the look of. It can just be anyone, really, for any particular reason. Um, just to celebrate... Women. Women. So, Sarah, who is your girl crush this week? 
So my girl crush this week is someone that was going to be my girl crush two weeks ago, when in theory we would have recorded this, um, which is more prevalent then, but still relevant as ever, and it is Casta Semenyo. Yeah, great shout. I think that I could be here for at least four and a half hours talking about the ruling and what happened to her, but I just think she handled the situation with dignity, with class. She is far better behaved than I would have been in her situation. Mm-hmm. I think what's happened to her is very, 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 very unfair mm-hmm. and potentially irrefutably damaging for her mm-hmm. self-esteem and her... I mean, she was born to be a sportswoman. She spent her whole life doing it. For this now to happen to her, I think, is disgusting. I'm not willing to have a conversation about it with anyone. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, and I just think, you know, she... She's been dealt a very bad hand with this new decision and mm. she's handled it really well and I hope that things get overturned for her mm. and for all women in competitive sports because I think this is disgusting and a real step backwards for equality. Mm. And that's all I'm going to say. That's a very good one. Shit, that's a great choice. Yeah. I was very annoyed on her behalf, which I don't think she cares about <laughs> on the day the ruling was uh, announced. But it might help to know. I don't think she listens to the podcast. Uh, I'm pretty she sure she's do. busy with other stuff. Yeah, got other things um, going on. But yeah, I think she um, she's very gracious mm. for handling it the way that she did. Yeah, because I don't think I would. <laughs> I'd have been fucking angry. Kicked and right I off, mate. Said the c word all over the internet. <laughs> I do. I mean, I do it on this podcast anyway, but. Lots of C words would have been dropped yeah. on my behalf. Anyway, yeah. So Casa Semenye, I think she's a really... I mean, regardless of this happening, which is obviously terrible, she's a fucking impressive, impressive woman. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that she's done, the things that she's done, she's amazing anyway. Um, and it's sad that she's my girl crush because of a bad thing that happened to her. Yeah. But it's more about her ability her p- to be the bigger person in this situation yeah her poise but she's well within her rights to be fucking angry yeah, yeah. absolutely it's yeah. disgusting yeah oh that's a good one it's a bit of a bummer sorry that's why I don't want to go in too much into it because I think yeah. I no but that's fine bum everyone out it's daily all a, it's all a spectrum um, my girl crush this week is someone I have admired for a really really long time it's one of us <laughs> <laughs> which one is it it's neither of you. Oh, okay. oh. Awkward. Um, it's an illustrator Ooh. called Laura Callahan. Mm, don't know sure. if either of you know her. No. But I've um, sort of, she's been humming below the radar for a while, um, but I've seen her stuff in loads of different um, contexts, I suppose. But basically she draws... She's a she's an illustrator, so it's kind of cartoon like. It's all bright colours and and thick lines, but she draws normal women, but not what normal women. It's very hard to explain. I realise now <laughs> as I look, it's like very very hard to explain. So she draws kind of like normal looking women doing normal things, like kind of looking bored and shaving their armpits. But everything around that person looking bored and shaving their armpits will be like really really beautifully detailed and illustrated or she'll do kind of massive like I mean this one is literally a woman picking a wedgie out of her ass on the beach but it's just like really beautifully done yeah um I think she kind of um she kind of captures 
modern womanhood. For me, she does. So I'll put plenty up on the Instagram. But I've always really, really, really liked her illustrations. Um, I can't remember how I first came across her, but she feels like a very feminist illustrator. She's done some work about around International Women's Day that my work was involved in. Oh, cool. Um, so I don't know too much about her as a person, but I really, 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 really like her pictures to the extent that I want lots of them on my walls Aww. at home. Um, so Laura Callahan, and she's on Instagram at Laura Callahan Illustration. That's Laura L A U R A C A L L A G H A N Illustration. All one word: Laura Callahan Illustration. And she's fucking wicked. I nice. love it. They I are great illustrations. Love an illustration as well. Mm. Like I'm big into that. Have you got on Instagram? Any on your walls? No, I haven't. I want to. Gonna get. Birthdays in October. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, keep that in keep that in mind for us. Remind me and Els. Still get a one. (laughs) Start a Kickstarter. Get daily picture. Get Daly's entire house covered in covered in Laura Callahan. Yeah, I would love. I mean, yeah, she'd like that. Great, lovely. Els bells. Um, mine's a bit not really random. Um, but I've been watching. The Casey Gates Adnan Adnan Okay. It started and it's finishing. Like I think it's finishing in about three days, so I'm not gonna get to finish it. But anyway, I really like Rabia Child Yeah, I love her. I follow her on Twitter. Yeah. And um I just think she's so like cool and calm and collected and who knows what happened? Like it's not, you know, whatever. Who sorry, um, who is she in relation to Adnan? So she is his She's, like, campaigning for him. She's not, like... I don't think she's officially on his, like, legal team. She's his aunt, isn't she? Mm, or cousin? I th- she's I d- related to I him. I actually don't quite know what the family connection is. I think she, I think there's I think there's a familial connection, but I'm There's not... definitely... Because she was involved because of a personal connection, mm. not a professional connection. Mm. She's also a lawyer. But she's... Yeah, she's an, she's an attorney. Um... And so she's been involved since, like, the start. But she's super... I don't know. She's just, like, a lot of admirable qualities. Like, she, no, nothing is, like, over-dramatised or over-whatever. She's just like, this is what's going on. This is what I'm doing. Um, and on Twitter, she often makes, like, good points about things kind of more politically. Um, and, yeah, I just... I've really enjoyed watching her on there. And I think, like, when she went to law school, she had, like two young children I think she was in like quite a difficult marriage and just like probably not had the easiest ride but it's just like killing it and still doing what she needs to do and approaching things with a lot of grace so I've just enjoyed watching her on that and seeing things pop up that she talks about that are good things what have you been watching it on I've kind of missed the boat yeah, of it being it on TV it's on now TV oh now TV yeah okay, cool. but it's literally about to expire but I think it'll probably come back at some oh yeah it'll be on something else soon enough um yeah I followed her for a while and actually she had a baby recently and it is the cutest little kid she posts <laughs> pictures of him quite a lot on Twitter and I'm always like that is a fucking cute baby <laughs> so cute yeah no good shout I mean I think yeah it's really I don't know it's really interesting to talk about something like serial and ad 90 because it was such such a big cultural phenomenon mm. and obviously it's still going on now which is kind of sad and bittersweet but 
it's still the I think it's still one of the cases that captivates people the most. Mm. Most people know about not most people, obviously not, but most people that listen to podcasts know about it. Yeah, it was huge. So it was massive. Yeah, I mean that was the start of like the podcast boom. Boom, definitely. And I don't know, like I don't know, who knows what we're not the jury, but there seems to be a lot of evidence that suggests things weren't explored or done properly or whatever and I guess she's just trying to say we just need to look at this again yeah I suppose whichever the side of the fence you fall on the question of whether he had a fair trial is the answer is no yeah like he didn't have fair representation regardless of I think so think many of these like um, the staircase and making a murderer and this is all like it's not necessarily the question isn't necessarily did he do it but can we talk about the staircase yeah do you think he did it yeah of course he fucking did yeah, I think of he course did. he Thank did. Thank God for that. I yeah, who doesn't my, think he my did? My boss. Oh well. well what, like my I mean. first week of work. Context listens. I started this job that I'm working in now in September. We're in May now. My first week of work, he said oh, it was the owl. The fucking owl. And we had like a serious kidding? conversation where I nearly like had to like hand in my notice. Where he's like, no, I definitely think the owl theory is more credible than Michael Peterson killing the, the wife. And I was like, what? What? Unless the owl dropped a tur- tortoise on him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well. Unless he was just like doing a long con on me. I'm not sure. But like I was literally like incredulous that he think that that could be a viable option. No, definitely not. Like sure, maybe it's happened like once or twice, but it's too... He definitely killed... He. Michael like, Peterson a, definitely killed a his wife. 500% he killed yeah. his wife. Like, okay, yeah. cool. I'm glad that we all agree on that. Yeah. Can you Not imagine like, if I was like, oh, actually, I think it might have been... An owl. Yeah. 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 I think it's probably an owl. Um, it's crazy that things just become that whole... The principle is supposed to be beyond reasonable doubt yeah exactly and there's so much like that and making a murder or whatever they may or they may not have done but beyond reasonable doubt no absolutely not yeah exactly and someone's just got to build a story to get somebody so they can say well we've just solved this Mm -hmm. but then what's the fucking why are you doing your job then if your job if you're just if you're just like oh okay well we can just put someone here and we've solved it Surely there's something kicking at your conscience saying, is that the right person though? Like, have you done everything you can do? Well, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly the point of like def- criminal defence, basically, is to be like, you have to prove, you have to absolutely prove if you're going to put someone away, especially if it's for like life sentences or execution, right? You just have to. But they, but they, but they don't, do they? No, it just feels like. I mean, I'm sure that there is examples of it, but it always feels like we either hear of someone that's been let off because they couldn't prove it beyond reasonable doubt, and it was so fucking obvious that he killed. Sorry, that they killed. <laughs> he so he, he uh, that they killed the person that are being accused of killing, versus someone that's poor or a minority that gets put in jail or sent to death because there's a kind of a slight amount of evidence that could potentially point them in their favour. And it's, again, not... It's not beyond reasonable doubt. There's no, like, oh, yeah, definitely, it was beyond reasonable doubt and we got them. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think he did it. Just just putting it out there. Who? Adnan. I don't think he did it. Well, then, who the fuck did? To to paraphrase one of the witnesses or one of Heyman's friends that they interview on that. I just think the whole Jay situation was quite shady. I think that the uh, current new boyfriend, wasn't it? I don't think he had anything to do with it, but it was also quite shady. I just, I don't know. I just think it's, I just don't, I don't think it was him. Jay's story is 
shaky. I don't think Jay's a reliable person in the sense that I think that he was probably coerced by the police. And he had his phone, didn't he? He had Adam's phone for like a really long time. Yeah, it's so, really weird. Anyway, this we're not here this to This isn't a serial podcast. No, no but, but Rabia um, did do the Undisclosed podcast after Serial came out, which a lot of big Serial fans loved more than Serial because it went into a lot more like f- like fair detail. Not saying that Sarah Kane wants unfair but that there was a lot more kind of robust approach to it because I think that um, they had more time to do it so she's got a lot of credibility for that as well so yeah she's a great shout actually I really like her yeah big fan cool thanks very much and <laughs> you're welcome thanks very much listeners for thank you for listening sticking with us four weeks late but better late than never two weeks, two weeks late two weeks late. two weeks late no four weeks late because we do it no. together yeah it was, it was supposed to be so there was one and then there's one we missed. Oh, so two weeks late, but two weeks four late. weeks since they last listened. Yeah. Since yeah. they last yeah, heard our sense. lovely, lovely voices. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks, thanks, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Send us your feedback slash hate mail to whataway_pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, whataway_pod. At whataway, yeah. I mean, you've got the, the at is implied, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I didn't need to say that. Or Twitter. Is that a real nan thing for me to say? Like the at? No, I don't think so. No. Well, all right, fine. You said no anyway, so. Well, it's too late. Question for the listeners just before we go. Well done if you've made it this long. I'm not sure what our attention usually is. Um, Obviously, you know that every 10 episodes we do a celebrity special, but how would you feel about a movie special? I.e. weird ways people have died in movies. It might be quite fun. Maybe not every 10 episodes, but it might be quite interesting to do. Uh, I've got some ideas already. Same. Um, we've... I do have ideas for the next celeb special, though. Oh, that's Maybe good. I'll just, like, pop it in there. Well, you've got... Episode 33. Seven episodes My celebrity to go. special. No! Out. You know I mean? You can do whatever you want, really. No one's Slide the boss in. of you. Um, that's true. But do you like the idea of a film special? Do you have any suggestions? Do you want to come on? <gasps> do you want to come on and tell us your best... Weird way to die on a film. Listener interactive episode. Mm. We can do that. You've got to come to Old Street. You'll love it. You'll love it round here. Yeah, we'll provide the booze. It's an absolutely massive roundabout. That's Huge true. We'll provide roundabout. the booze and some nibbles and we'll have a laugh. Yeah. It takes seven hours to record. So <laughs> forty five minute podcast. It takes a long time. Yeah, Mostly because we're just crunching. Us. crunching. Yeah, a lot yeah. of chewing of crisps. Yeah. Well, you can't just swallow them whole, can you? So that'd be weird. Anyway, anyway, see you soon. Bye, bye, bye. bye.